Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. We are back for a pop-up episode to talk some golf with Florida State head coach Trey Jones. Trey, thanks for your time. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. I know. I think last time we had you on the show, you were at, at the driving range at the National Championship out in Arizona. So a, a little more comfortable setting for you this time, uh, at least. Um, but definitely um, uh, want to talk about last weekend, a, a gritty performance by the team. Florida State punches their 27th ticket to the NCAA Golf Championships. Um, tenth time under you, coach. Um, after finishing a second place ahead of the Gators, have to note that um, it wasn't all perfect from the start, though. It was a pretty rough first day. Um, I believe you guys were in eighth place, so still not too far out, but definitely on the outside looking in. What what was the team's mentality like after that first day? Because, like I said, it was, it was a little rough, but it could have been much worse, obviously. It really could have. We um, got off to a terrible start. I think we counted six double bogeys in the first six or seven holes, and I think um, even with that, uh, the course was playing super hard, but um, the way they bounced back from that point, if you look at the scores from the last 45 holes, you know, we, we played really, really well. And that might have been the key was just to be able to get out of that round. Like you said, it wasn't a good round, uh, but it might have been the key to, to give us a chance to go out uh, and play one, one of the best rounds we played all year in that second round. Yeah, and kind of you know sparking the comeback is, is Brett Roberts. Yeah, um, he actually goes out and wins it on the wins the individual part of the tournament. Um, but he was kind of like you guys as a you know kind of mirrored each other. He was a seventy four on the first day, um, so yeah, not terrible. But comes back with sixty eight, sixty seven, wins the indi win individual championship over eighty plus golfers. Um, how big was that for Brett to to have that experience? Because he's had some pretty good finishes at you know, these past two years, but this one had to be special for him. First time in, I think, 12 years, a Florida State golfer has won uh, the regionals out there. That's right. And that was actually uh, the last time that a regional was won was by Drew Kittleson. And, and Drew won when we played at Notre Dame. And ironically, Drew uh, will be hosting our team in Scottsdale. He lives in Scottsdale. And nice. we're going to be out playing Whisperock as his guest. And uh, that that's kind of a cool thing. But with, with Brett being a sophomore, um, returning All-American has not had the year that he wanted to have. But when you look at his play in April on, uh, carried, us, carried our team in the ACC championship and to where we, you know, we finished third and now uh, go out and win his first golf tournament at PGA National is uh, cer certainly playing well at the right time. Absolutely. And I, I wonder, cause I was following along on, you know, golf stat and everything when he's heading down the stretch, those last, you know, four or five holes, does he know where he's standing in the individual standings? Or is it widely posted out there like a PJ event or is he just kind of waiting till he turns his card in to see where he's at? Great question. Um, on the, on the last nine, I made the decision that the player that he was playing with in the group, Fred Biondi from university of Florida, had a coach with him, had an assistant coach with him. And I wasn't going to let, uh, and Brett at the time was, I think, three behind. And Fred was six under par and playing great. And I said, you know, I'm not going to make Brett play two against one on the way in. So I went with Brett the entire way. He never asked where he was at. I think he got the idea that with me being with him, that he had a chance. And um, once uh, – the yells get a little bit louder and louder 
he knew that uh, what he you know where he was at when when you birdie the 16th hole and, and then the 18th hole obviously uh put icing on the cake yeah and uh were you with him then, uh, or did you stay out on the course, or did you go back in with him? Because uh, the Gardner Webb kid, um, Zach Briers, was kind of had a chance to walk him down at the end because I believe he had he was only three back at the time with about eight nine holes left. So is he he watching the scores at that point because he had finished his round by then? And, and we knew the the nine holes that were left. Uh, obviously, anything can happen in college golf, and um, there, there was another player from the College of Charleston finishing on the other nine that. I think he made a bogey on his eighth hole that took him out. But uh, probably the key was Brad had a one-shot lead standing out there in the 18th hole at PGA National, and we've seen that hole on television a lot. And they use that far right pin. And Brett uh, hit a beautiful drive. There's three palm trees out there. Hit it exactly where he wanted to. Then he took a four-iron out, knocked it on the green, putted it to four feet. And at that point in time, he made them come get him. He wasn't really uh, relying on what they did. Yeah, and, and another great individual performance, uh, senior transfer Dan uh, Bradbury. Uh, he got a top 10 finish, finished eighth, uh, two under overall, uh, went 77, 67, 70. So again, uh, part of that rough day, rough first day, only for a beautiful turnaround. Um, and I believe he hadn't played it competitive tournament golf in about five weeks how big was that to get that performance from him well it was and that you know things happen in golf and in coaching that you just never uh you know around the golf is never how you think it's going to go but uh a tournament is never how you think it's going to go we showed up at the acc tournament feeling really really good about our golf game over at um, the water sound club and halfway through the practice round dan's not feeling very well and he's not talking he's not so he just we tell him to sit down and rest and get through with the practice round and he still doesn't feel good so i think he's got a stomach bug or something that you know so i separate him from the team and the next morning we're supposed to play 36 holes for the first and second round dan says coach i can't go i can't i can't play so we we pull in patrick mccann who who was a a substitute for us and uh, had never played in a college golf tournament well, at that time, I made the decision to send Dan to the hospital to let a doctor see him because we only had trainers on staff. And obviously, I never have acted like a doctor and, and don't ever plan to start. Well, come to find out that uh, two hours later, he has an emergent, emergency appendectomy while we're playing the 36-hole round. And uh, so, obviously, Dan has not played since then. And going out and shooting 77 in the first round after that, uh probably isn't too uh surprising but coming back with 67 70 uh really really does show the kind of player that he is yeah and and you guys really made up a lot of ground on the par fives um to be expected a little bit but 35 under on the par fives for the week um when you go into a tournament obviously we're watching majors you know we're always waiting for that par five to see you know who can make a move do you put a lot of emphasis on that? I think the average score for you guys is a 4.12 on the par fives. Um, so we made a, a lot of ground on that and, and played a big role in that second place finish. I think a lot of it's about our golf team and, and our strengths. Uh, we're, we're a physical team. And when I say that in golf is uh, we drive the ball really well and, and we're extremely talented in our mid to long irons into the green. So if, if you get these holes that we kind of call Paul, 
par four and a halfs, which are, you know, 490 to 530, 40 yards. If I guys can get there in two with a, with a, with an iron or maybe a hybrid, then we're going to be really good and we're going to get all over them. So, uh, those par fives at the PGA national fit right into that category. And, um, which we, we put the ball in play and, and then gave ourselves, you know, a lot of good opportunities. And, uh, it, it's a very good point you have to make birdies and, and at that golf course, you were not going to get them on the par threes and we knew where we had to get them. And thankfully we did there. Um, but the performance earned you guys a trip back to Greyhawk golf club in Scottsdale, Arizona. You just talked about how you guys will be, uh, hanging out with Drew there. Um, Last time, uh, yeah, we talked about it. You were on the driving range last time we had you on the show. Is, is it beneficial? How beneficial to go, get out there multiple years to the same course? Um, some of these guys have done it, um, and now they're going back. I know you mentioned last time the, the intricacies of, you know, in Florida we're looking at palm trees. Well, here you might be looking at a cactus as your main target um, going out there. So it's got to be fun uh, in a different style of golf. It is a lot of fun. It's a great reward for the players. and. We didn't start the year trying to get there. Um, that's that wasn't the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was, was to return and compete. Um, with our team, we returned three players who played for us last year, and Cole Anderson, Brett Roberts, and Frederick Catra brought in uh, Michael Sicani, who played in this golf tournament uh, last year for Jacksonville University as a grad, and he's our grad transfer. So we have four players who have played here before and have four rounds in. So five, uh, actually, uh, for our guys. And I feel like that's going to be good. And where it's going to be good is the practice rounds because we're not going to be trying to figure out a starting point or aiming point. We're going to be able to concentrate on the short game and not spend a lot, a lot of time out there any more than we need in the sun because right now they're calling for 110 degrees on actually 109 degrees on Friday. Yeah, that's that's brutal out there. Um, hopefully you can uh, talk to Coach Bond. I think her team's out in second place right now out there. So you, you can get the scouting report from her when she gets back on on what things are looking like. Interesting about that. Uh, we're, we're a combined team at Florida State. We're one of four or five in the country where our men and women's program are under uh, one umbrella. When we say that, uh, we all work together. And my two assistants are out there right now helping coach bond because we share assistance so when we get there our assistants will have had four or five rounds on the golf course to help the players before the men show up and i'm back here with them by myself and uh that's fine they don't need much and i'm glad glad we're having a full staff out there to help coach yeah and how cool is it to see coach bond and the ladies out there we had her in um beatrice on the show last week um, just seeing the success from them, because obviously you guys have, have had a lot of it recently and for them to make it out to the nationals, it, it had to be pretty cool, especially as you mentioned how you're kind of all one team under the same umbrella there. Well, they're really good. And she's done an amazing job with, with this group. All of our coaches have, uh, that's a team that finished ninth last year and was, um, you know, just right there till the end and made an amazing run to get to that point. And once again, you know, they're, they're sitting there with some bigger goals. They've had a lot of adversity this week when they've had a player go down with COVID. Uh, and uh, seeing how they've reacted to that initially just shows the kind of coach that she is and the kind of team they have. Yeah, and then uh, last thing I want to talk to you about briefly, we do have a major going on. Um, and it looks like Brooks, you know, he, he 
I, I'm, yesterday I'm watching and just assumed he was ready to get, get out of Tulsa at that point because he did not look like he was getting ready for a weekend. Um, bounce back today, um, seeing him out there, obviously, Tiger, the story, he's looking like he might make the cut. Um, did you have a winner in mind coming in? Obviously, Scotty Scheffler's been playing lights out everywhere. Um, and uh, looking at the leaderboard now, obviously, Rory's up there, but just some thoughts on the PGA. Well, you know, Southern Hills and Tulsa is, is a great place, and, and it's a cool to watch a golf tournament on an old golf course that's been uh, lengthened uh, to 7,500 yards. You're right. Anybody who didn't think that Scotty was going to play well probably has not uh, been following golf for, for four months. But when, when you do look at that leaderboard with Wills out Taurus um, up at there at the top right now, He's from Texas. Here, here's a guy that ball strikes it extremely well, which you're going to have to do there. Mito Pereira's just played great, and, and a lot of people don't know him, uh, but uh, he was one of the guys starting the year that, that was going to be a pop-out player that, that we all realized. But so much golf's left to be played. Um, the weekend comes. Once they cut it down, they'll start to move the pins a little bit closer to the edges, get aggressive, and see what the weather holds out. And then you mentioned Brooks. Uh, he just got a bad draw. Um, he, well, JT got a bad draw too, and he came out of it. But uh, the the wind picked up on his his group, and uh, he just hoped to fight through that. And it's an outdoor sport, and you can't control it. Yeah, it's it's the craziest thing because uh, even today, the guys that were out there early were really battling some winds. Um, sometimes helping, you know, we saw some close to 400 yard drives with some of the winds uh, at the players' backs, and then it, this afternoon it just kind of died down, and people are really taking advantage. Um, but just looking ahead to next week, what's the team schedule look like? When are you guys getting out there? Um, and what's the plan out once you get out to Scottsdale? I think there's there's another advantage of being there before, and uh, we're going to head out on Monday. Last year we went on Sunday, and we felt that it was a little too early, so. We're backing off of that a day. We're going to head out there on Monday. Um, we have great friends, uh, great Seminoles, great contacts, and uh, we're going to get the guys used to desert golf immediately, and we'll play um, some of the best golf courses in Scottsdale and, and practice out there on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. We hope to be watching our women's team show up on uh, around lunch on Monday and go out and watch our women's team win and play well, and uh, we'll support them uh, as long as they're competing and be taking care of our business as well. Yeah, I know the baseball team, every time they go out to Omaha, they get a nice steak dinner. Is there anything like that when you take the team out there? Absolutely. We, we, we're starting to get some traditions uh, in different parts, you know, when you return to the same place. And, and fortunately, I've, I've been, uh, Coach Martin has been my mentor. Uh, Levin's been my mentor since I've been here. And uh, in 2017, 2019, he, he graciously invited me and my family to go with them out there and um, Sullivan Steakhouse is uh, is one meal that I don't think they can duplicate in Scottsdale, but uh, we'll do our best to try. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely be watching from afar and cheering you guys on. Trey Jones, head golf coach at Florida State University, second place at the Palm Beach Regional, heading out to Scottsdale next week to compete for a national championship. Trey, thank you so much for joining us again and have a great night and go Knowles. Thank you.